Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am, of course, your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for being a listener. I got various little pieces that I'm going to address on this week's episode. One is I actually just got a draft through for the first of the new t-shirts which I know I've been talking about for a long time and I was going to do, but, you know, many of you were asking me about a show up t-shirt, right? Because I'm always telling you guys to fucking show up, just show up in your life, right? Show up in other people's lives. Be someone who makes a difference, who contributes, who has life go a certain way. Be someone who makes the music of life, right? So, That's definitely on the news. Also, an update on Love Unfucked, which is just doing fantastically well. And when I say fantastically well, I don't mean, I'm not talking about that in terms of how many copies it sold. And it sold tons of copies, right? So I'm delighted with that side of things. But I'm way more interested in the people who are using this book to quite literally get their relationship shit together, which is really the fundamental of this book. It's not, it's, it's finally to give you an opportunity to be able to set stuff aside and get yourself on track, right? For your relationship. Because sometimes I feel as if that's, the single biggest problem that people have in relationships, they get off track and they start to solve the problems of where they've ended up rather than like, hold on, how the fudge did I get here? How did I get here? And while that's true in almost any aspect of your life, you know, how did you end up with the body you ended up with? How did you end up with the finances you ended up with? How did you end up and the career you ended up with, which, by the way, I've got a whole thing about that, right? I've got a whole thing about why people pursue the careers they do that I'll get into at another time. But anyway, getting your relationship shit together is one of the most fundamental pieces that you have to sort out for yourself. and. I've said this in a couple of books, but, you know, we, 
we mostly just put a little bundle of crises, dramas, and upsets together, manage it, and call it a life. And to me, that's a waste of a life. Right? It's not living life to its fullest. It's basically living life to its most manageable. Which brings me rather neatly, I might add, to this week's subject, which is the subject of comfort. Now, you might have heard me say something like this before, you know, because, and I've even used the term, right, your comfort zone. And after a while of using it, actually, it started to trouble me because I think most people live their lives in a state of discomfort, but they've become so accustomed to it, so numb to its effects, that they just call it the life, right? And, and, and you might be one of those people that's looking around your life right now going, yeah, fuck, that's me. That's me. If I look at one or a combination of these things, if I look at my finances, if I look at my body, if I look at my, my love life, if I look at, you know, my passions, if I look at where I'm living, if I look at what I'm up to in this life, that's me. Like, you know, you might have two or three or all of the areas of your life where you're looking at them and they just don't resonate with you anymore. They just don't line up with you anymore. Why does that happen for people? Because you pursue lines of solution. You pursue lines of solution. Solution to what? To whatever shit show you're in. This is why people get into unworkable relationships, by the way. It's a solution. This is why people move house, take the other job, start the business. It's all this pursuit of solution. None of it's created. None of it's living a life of your own creation. None of it. Not a fucking single piece of it. It's all the pursuit of solution. Solution to old problems, old crises, old dramas, old upsets. Is it little wonder that you find yourself at a point where you're like, hold on, where the fuck am I? How the hell did I end up here? And then do you know what people do? They pursue another line of solution. <laughs> well, guess what's coming for you, fucking sunshine? I'll tell you what's coming for you. Another crisis. Where you wonder how the hell you got there. That's why it is so important for you to be able to connect yourself to what matters to you, to be able to engage this thing. And really, it's so understated, the importance of an imagination. Your innate, by the way, your innate ability to create. You, and I'm fucking talking to you, the most pan-logical, analytical, Stone dead, kind of flat human being the world has ever seen. Your ability to create. To create what? 
to create your own reality, to create what your life's about, to create your future, to step into that paradigm and start acting in a way that dances with that future, that interacts with that future, that connects, that synchronizes with that future. And it's, I know it sounds kind of simple here on, on one hand, but I'm telling you, everything I'm giving you here, everything in the last, whatever it is, fucking eight minutes of this show, this is what it takes to live your quote-unquote dream life. It begins with your imagination. But it can't be your imagination to solve your current predicament. That pursuit of solution has to end in this current predicament. You have to stop using that logic. Stop using it. If you're truly out to reinvent yourself and reinvent your life, you can't keep using the same fucking logic. You can't. And like anything else that's new for a human being, it takes some effort on your part. It takes some thinking on your part. It takes a whole lot of truth-telling on your part. But it also includes you facing what you've become attached to. I assert that that's a big issue for people. It's not. It's not that people love explaining themselves and justifying themselves. It's not that people even love who they've become. And it's not that people love going back and trawling through their fucking past to explain why they are the way they are. It's that they've become attached to that, attached to that way of thinking and operating. That's you. You've become attached to it. You just do it. And you've become so automatic at it now that you don't know any other way. This is what, you know, I have a lot of fucking compassion for people and people that get stuck. I don't have a whole lot of patience for you, but I got a lot of compassion. I'm going to say patience. I mean, I mean, like, I don't want to spend any fucking time indulging that. Everybody has a shot at a better life. Everyone. And I mean a life of your creation, one that you create, one that you step into, one that you make real. You know, I mean, if I look at even my own life, I can see those places that I've been in in my life where I'm just accepting how things are because I realize something else will require something from me. And if I look back in those times, I'm like, I'm just swimming in the warm liquid of fucking mediocrity. Swimming in it. But it's not really swimming. It's more like just kind of keeping my head above water. I'm saying this to you because I want you to hear yourself in it. I want you to hear yourself. I want you to hear what you do. I want you to hear how much you've numbed yourself to your own potential. So your potential becomes available. You got to listen to this for fuck's sake. Your potential becomes available. Get those words, your potential becomes available to you beyond the limits 
of the mediocrity you're currently living in. So that's where it exists. That's when it starts to become available to you. Like, oh, I could be this way. I could have this life. A number of years ago, this, in fact, now many years ago, you know, I'd had this, I'd had this kind of quietly simmering fantasy that I wanted to go live somewhere else for months, you know, like for months and get a piece of that culture. And this is a time in my career when doing something like that really wasn't possible, right? It just wasn't. If I looked at my finances and I looked at my life and my, my obligations and da, 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 and, you know, three young sons and, you know, it just wasn't possible until one day I just said, you know what? I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. And I had a conversation with my wife and I said, we just got to fucking do it. So we got to do it. We got to commit to it. And the committing to it will be like a pole or a flag in the future that when I look at that flag from here, all I'm going to see are a bunch of problems that I'm going to need to solve. And my wife was looking at me like I had four fucking heads. But anyway, that day I booked through a combination, by the way, of just very careful fucking accounting, air miles and a bunch of other shit. I booked five flights to Rome, Italy. Flying out on a certain day and returning three months later. And I had no fucking idea how I was going to do it. Now, I also need you to know, my wife and I are not the kind of people who are like, let's all just jump in a camper and travel the world kind of thing. We're not those people. And, you know, God love those people. That's awesome. That is not something that we were particularly comfortable with at that time in our lives. So anyway, we went for it. We ended up spending three of the most idyllic months of our lives roaming around the Tuscan countryside in a 30-year-old Volkswagen with no AC in it that we'd managed to secure from a local farmer. <laughs> Holy shit. And we stayed in this little apartment, like a tiny little place that we managed to rent really, really, really cheap. And why am I telling you all this? Because that was a future that I created for myself. And it was totally out of the box in terms of what I thought was possible, both in terms of my, what I thought I could do, but what I thought I could afford. And I did it. And I did it. And it was, it was, it, the whole experience was transformational on its own because it really gave me an insight into what it was, what it actually was to live a life of your own creation. Now, there's something really cool in this, not the fucking Italy thing, right? And some of you may go, oh man, I wish I could do it. And I used to talk that way too, okay? What was really radical is that I flipped, and I mean like flipped, what it is to live a life for myself. I flipped. I was no longer pursuing a line of solution for sure, right? But I'd spent so long in my life trying to deal with this thing called, quote unquote, called life, and all my creativity was to solve this thing called life, was to solve where I'm at right now. And in that one moment of booking those flights, 
I flipped the whole paradigm. And the paradigm was flipped now to, I'm going to live the life of my creation. The only thing I need to line up is life itself, which was the complete opposite of how I'd lived. I'd lived the other, I'd lived the way most of you live right now, which is driving around, milling around, using that creativity to exist in the paradigm you ended up in. And you ended up in this paradigm with no creativity, with just a line of solution. And I'm saying, stop, stop, stop what the fuck you're doing. You've got to start thinking of your life like a, like a piece of art and you're creating it and you're creating it every fucking day or you're living it by default. And that is it. That's your choice. There's nothing else happening here. And if this is not a life of your creation, you, my friend, need to wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. You're in a myopic, trance-like state as you make your way through this life. And your only saving grace, by the way, might be that you'll make it all the way to the end and never quite wake up because awakening to what you've done will be so fucking painful. Maybe you'll just make it to the end in this trance. But God forbid you should fucking wake up. God forbid you should be 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years down the line when you awaken. And when you do awaken, all you'll be left with in that single moment is remorse. What you should have done. Well, welcome to Unfuck Nation. I'm giving you that wake-up call right now. Right now. Life is happening. And I want you to know, you know, you must create. You must put that fucking flagpole in the future. And that flagpole has to be so fucking enticing, so gripping that it demands you have to do something today. You don't create a future to get to the flagpole. You create a future to inspire you to change the present. You need to listen. I'm going to say that again. You don't stick a flagpole in the future to get there. That's not what it's about, which is what people do. Then they miss out on life with this myopic pursuit of the flag. You put a flagpole in the future because that flagpole informs the life you've got. You look at that flagpole and you look at what you've got and you're like, oh shit, these two things don't match. They don't match. So flying out on whatever it was, the fucking first of June or something to, to Rome, if I look at my life right now, I'm not ready for that. My life isn't lined up with that flagpole. How am I going to pay my bills? What am I going to do? What am I doing with my house when I'm gone? Like, wh where the fuck are we going when we get there? So in short, for me at that time in my life, I created a crisis for myself. And I think that's what all good creation does. It instills this kind of sense of crisis in the life you've got. Is it a real crisis? No, it's a crisis of your own creation. I created this crisis for myself. It inspired me to live a fucking great life. And I'm telling you, that is basically the methodology that I use 
in just about every area of my life, right? And this is what I talk to my children about, my wife about. Let's plant a fucking flag and line our life up with it. And that's what I'm requesting you do. Plant your flag and start lining your life up with where you're headed. And make sure that that flag is one of your own creation, not just some shallow solution to whatever you currently find yourself. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to take our question from the nation. I got so many great questions this week. It was really freaking challenging to choose one because there were so many people that I wanted to make a difference with. So some of them I'm going to shelve them. I might even address them in a future episode. But if you want to be part of a future episode, please, you know, don't forget, you can reach me on the Unfuck Nation hotline, 646-450-3203, You can also text me at that number. You can reach me at connect at garyjohnbishop.com or unfucknation.com. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. Be back in a moment. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right, all right. Welcome back. This is the part of the show where we take a question from the nation. Now, I will say that this question that I picked this week was a voicemail, right? And so whenever you leave a voicemail, it gets transcribed for me. So I, it's a little bit of it doesn't quite make sense. So I'm going to kind of pick my way through it to make sure I've got it all done. But, I, but we'll be fine at the end, okay? So this question comes from Jimmy. And Jimmy says, I've got quite a conundrum. Eight years ago, my wife died of breast cancer at 35, and I was left with her young daughter. And I quickly jumped into a relationship with a woman who had lost her husband, and she also had a young daughter. And it's almost as if we were trying to just create normalcy, to create a quote-unquote normal family. We jumped in and became parents to these young girls, but the relationship that we had was always strained, always troubled, always at odds. And I became convinced that I needed to do the work on myself to be better than I was being so that I could try to make this work. That if I chose the path of that this doesn't work, that I was going to again destroy a family and that our families had already been destroyed by cancer. So Jimmy says, I'm struggling to actually do the work, but I want to keep the family together. And I'm on the fence every day trying to decide 
what I'm going to do. And Jimmy goes on to say that both he and his wife are both riding the fence. Do I stay and do the hard work or do I move out? All right. So there's other pieces to this, but I'm giving you a sense of it. Okay. All right, Jimmy, let's get to it. You're riding the fence because riding the fence is what you want to do. And it's the same for both of you. Neither of you are really vested in doing the work. Now, you know, you could make something up. I could look at your situation, Jimmy, and go, well, why does this fucking guy just not want to do the work on himself? You know, and maybe you're more intimidated that it actually could work, that you would be locked into this thing. Get what I'm saying? That what you're really avoiding is the disappearing of this thing called other options. You're doing what most people do, Jimmy. You're calling it riding the fence. Okay. You're riding the fence until the fence collapses and you have no options, so you can then blame the fence for it. People operate in shitty situations that they continue to allow to be shitty so that they can say, see, it was a shitty situation. Now, the first question you've got to ask yourself is, and it's like everything that I do, there's got to be a to-the-fucking-bone answer. Are you committed to this woman and this thing? And I'm not talking about your family. Are you committed to this relationship with her? Because those two girls are going to grow up. They're going to fucking leave and go on and pursue their own life. And it'll be you and her. And if you're not committed to that union, then you need to get honest with yourself about it. If you're not, you need to get honest with yourself. Like, I'm, I am not committed to being in a relationship with this person. And you've got to be able to answer that question, even with all the work that you need to do on yourself. And I'm separating these things out deliberately so that you can get some clarity. You need to be clear here. You look at that woman and you say, you and I, what we're creating together, is this what I want to do? And by the way, go read Love Unfucked. I get into it in there. You need to tell yourself the truth. And if the answer is no, like I don't want to do all this work on myself, I, or maybe, maybe you kind of do, but certainly not enough. No, I don't want to be in this long-term relationship with this person. And if that's the case, then you need to be a fucking grown-up about it. You need to own your choices. Now, there's this other thing called your family. Yeah. When people split up, your life, because you have a family, because you have children, your life, your quote-unquote new life, we are no longer in a relationship with your partner. Your new life has to be organized around the children. What works for them, not what works for you, not what works for your wife, but what works for them, what works for the kids. And so, you know, there'll be a number of years where you're going to have to turn yourself inside that, and that's just how it is. Suck it up, or go. And the same for your wife. It's not about you, you know, oh, it's my time. No, it's not your fucking time. It's not, it's their time. It's their time. Now, if you're saying, no, I do want to be in a relationship with this person, then you better start fucking acting like it. So that is, do the work, get vested in it, but don't do that work in some vain attempt to keep something else together. That's a give to get, right? Which I talk about in the new 
Facebook, that's a give to get. That's like, I'm going to do this so that that over there works. No, I'm going to do this because this is important, period. So if you're going to do the work on yourself, it's to do the work on yourself, is to make you freer, to, for you to deal with whatever you've been holding on to, which I would suggest for both of you, given that both your partners die, there's a lot of fucking incompletions in both of your past that are rattling around in this fucking relationship. A lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of anguish. Not just about crying and letting it out. It's about doing some of that work and finally uncover what you made it all mean about yourself and made it mean about your children, what you made it mean about life, how it still colors and shapes the life you've got. That's the work. Right. So, in short, Jimmy, what you got to do here, my man, is you got to separate some things out. You got to hold this idea, this thing called family, over to one side. And you got to include, by the way, all your current situation that's got to be held over to one side. You got to really examine this bond you have with this other person and say, is this what I want to go to work on? Is this what I want to give my life to? And if it is, then you get to work on that, not for the family and keeping the family together and all that shit, because that'll take care of itself. It really will. But you got to separate those things. If the answer is yes, it is both feet in, plunge deep into the pool and start getting to work on yourself. There's lots of fucking great things out there. You might want to hire a coach, see a therapist, read books, do courses. There's lots and lots and lots and lots of resources. You'll have to work your way through it to see which one's fit for you. But that's just how that rolls, okay? Read all my fucking books. There's plenty in there that'll help you get your shit together. And the truth of it is, whether you stay together or not, you should do that work. But if the answer is, if I tell myself the truth, I'm not committed to this, then you need to tell that truth to yourself and to your partner. And then you both need to be clear about that this doesn't work and that you're not committed to it working. And don't sit on the fence about that. That's one or the other. That's your choice. There's no fucking, oh, well, let me think for a minute. No, that's the continuing of what you're currently doing, which is, quite frankly, bullshit. Bullshit. This is a shallow, fake existence. The current paradigm is what has to end. You either both feet in or get the fuck out. And if you're out, then everything that you and your partner decide to do should be organized around those kids and their sense of family. Because in my view, families can work whether they're together or not. As long as the parents get vested in that. As long as they say, you know what? Yeah, let's have this work for them. So we might not be together, and that's okay, but this needs to work for them. Let's ask them. Let's find out what's going to work for you. How do we organize this? How do we sort this out? And you operate in their world, not in your fucking world or having them get your world, which is what most self-indulgent people do. It's all about you and your past and what you had to do. 
Yeah, tough for you. And you never had a childhood. So this is my time now. No, it's fucking not. No, it's not. It's their time. And it's your job to make sure their time is whole and complete. And that doesn't mean to say you turn yourself into a martyr because you can make your life work too. But it's all got to be around that totem, that central piece that their life works. You'll make your life work. So you got to separate those things. You got to get straight with yourself. And you got to get really just, it's not even about getting clear, by the way. It's about getting committed. And you might not get committed. You might just keep doing what you're fucking doing. Then stop complaining about it. You relinquish your right to complain. Those are your three options. That way, that way, or stop complaining about it. And I know, look, I know that in everything that I've said, there are complications and layers. and that I know that. I get that. But the truth remains the truth, my friend. Choose. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Have a freaking brilliant week. If you haven't yet picked up your copy of Love Unfucked, getting your relationship shit together. It is available everywhere except for some of those of you that are overseas. It's not released there yet. The audio book is out in the United States for sure but it's not uh, everywhere else. Pick up a copy of whatever you get your books and uh, I'll see you on the flip side. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.